Welcome to The New Yorker for March 23, 2015. There are five articles this week. Rebecca Mead reports on how the Birkenstock sandal became a fashion staple. Next, Patricia Marks tries to uncover why South Korea is the world's plastic surgery capital. Then James B. Stewart investigates the general manager of the Metropolitan Opera's Bold Vision. And finally, Emily Nussbaum reviews the HBO documentary series The Jinx, directed by Andrew Jarecki. But first, it's this week's comment. In Today's Woman, David Remnick writes about Hillary Clinton, then and now. Early last week, while the political world was waiting for Hillary Clinton to address the moral, diplomatic, and technological questions posed by her email habits, the United Nations issued a report asserting that more than one in three women experience sexual or physical violence in their lifetimes. One in ten females under the age of 20 is subjected to forced sexual acts. In more than 30 countries, it is not illegal for men to beat their wives. In the United States, 83% of girls between 12 and 16 confront sexual harassment in school. Even the earnest bureaucrats of the UN, who tend to favor euphemism and skip over cruelties like honor killings and corrective rape, could not help but label the rate and the variety of mayhem regularly exacted upon half of humankind as alarmingly high. The report went on to say that female political representation, while creeping higher, is still depressingly low, not least in the world's oldest constitutional democracy, the United States. The parliaments of South Africa, Ecuador, Finland, Senegal, Sweden, Cuba, Belgium, and Rwanda are all more than 40% female. The percentage of members in the U.S. House of Representatives who are women is 18 And since it will soon be political high season on cable TV and at the town halls and diners of Iowa and New Hampshire, it bears repeating that no woman has ever been the President of the United States. It was hard not to think of this status report on the condition of women in the 21st century while Hillary Clinton stepped into the lights before an agitated crowd of reporters at the UN last Tuesday. A large tapestry of Guernica hung behind her, and she looked no happier in that setting than the tormented figures in Picasso's image of civil war. And yet, contrition was not in her plans. Instead, she chose a familiar course, offering explanations that were by turns petulant and pretzeled. Asked about the way she chose to deal with federal guidelines on email when she was the Secretary of State, she said, I opted for convenience. Clinton's further explanations were so familiar...